listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.tv. Enjoy the message. So I want to jump right into the scripture today because there's a story that just fired me up all week long. And so if you if you got your Bibles out, get your Bibles out. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you a free Bible. But let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Let's go to Mark Chapter 10, verse 46. You get your iPhones out and throw, throw up that Bible app. You get your Samsung and, and uh, no, don't even. But get your iPhones out. Make sure we get that app going up. And we're going to read through Scripture together. And it's going to be an amazing Sunday. Y'all ready? Come on, 930. You all ready? It's going to be a good day today. So Mark chapter 10, verse 46, all the way to 52. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. This is what it says. Then they... All right, so do me a favor. You got a pen or pencil or even in your Bible app, highlight they for me. Highlight they. Underline it, highlight it, and then they. And there's some people in our lives, how many got some days in your life you want to know who they are? How many know I'm talking about, right? They. You what they say? I don't care what they say, all right? So then they, and this is what it says, then they reach Jericho. And Jesus and his disciples left town. A large crowd followed him, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, so, so, so it's blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. He was, he was a blind beggar. He was begging for change. And as I begin to read the scripture all week long, there's other stories of, of beggars on the side of the road where they used to say alms, which is translated to be change. But how many are here today and you can be begging Jesus, say, Jesus, I want some change in my life today. And I just got to say, I believe there's people here today, you're here, whether it's your first time, maybe it's been a couple of months, and you're sitting in your, in your seat going, Jesus, I need some change in my life. And some change is going to happen today here at Avenue Church. So he's begging for change. And then it says, when Barnabas heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout. Say, shout this morning. Shout. He began to shout. And I love this because he wasn't like, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I'm over here, you know, or I really hope he notices me. You know what I mean? Or, or like maybe there's a guest speaker, and the guest speaker looks right at you, and you're like, come on, baby, give me a word. Give me a word from the Lord. And he passes you by, like, dang it, right? So he shouted. That's what he did. He shouted Jesus. And he says, Jesus, son of David. What does that mean? It's saying, Jesus, you are royalty. Jesus, you are king. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And this is what everybody says around him. Be quiet. Shut up. Close your mouth. Shh. That's not respectful. What are you doing? You're a blind beggar. He's over there. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like quit yelling. Be quiet. Many people yelled at him. But he only shouted. Some of you caught that, huh? But he only, <laughs> he only shouted louder. He got louder. Sometimes we got to get louder than the crowd in Jesus' name. How many know where I'm going with that this morning? We got to get louder than the negative influences all around us. You need to be quiet. No, I don't think so. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me in Jesus' name. So he got louder than the crowd. Jesus, son of David. There comes a time in your walk with Jesus, you just got to get louder. In verse 49, when Jesus heard him. It didn't say maybe Jesus heard him. Uh, thankfully, Jesus heard him. It said when Jesus heard him, he stopped. You know the Lord hears your cries this morning. 
The Lord hears you saying, God, I need a change in my life. Father, I'm getting so frustrated. God, I need something to change in my life. And it says, when Jesus heard him, he stopped. And he said, tell him to come to me. Tell him to come to me. I don't know if you ever had somebody in your life and they're like, hey, come here. And you're like, why am I going to you? You know what I mean? Like, I, what's going on? I'll meet you halfway. And this is what Jesus is saying. He said, bring him to me. And I love this. Listen to what the crowd says. Tell him to come here. So they called to the blind man. They said, shut up. Now they said, cheer up. He's calling your name. Praise the Lord. That sounds like church people in the parking lot. I'm talking about yeah, cut people off. That's my parking lot. You get the house. Praise God. You took my parking spot. I know. Blessed and highly favored, you know. But you know what happens when you get before Jesus? Jesus will turn your haters into celebrators. That's what he'll begin to do in your life. So that's what they said. They said, cheer up. He's calling to you. So Bartimaeus, he threw aside his coat. He threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came to Jesus. He threw aside his coat, he jumped up, and he came to Jesus. Jesus said this, what do you want me to do for you? Turn to your neighbor and say that. What do you want me to do for you? All right, turn to your other neighbor and say, what do you want, right? What do you want me to do for you? I, my, you know what my prayer is? I believe if God showed up in our room, God showed up right in the chair, and God says, what do you want me to do for you? You'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> I, need, I need a hookup, Jesus. I need a new car, Lord. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. What will change your life forever? What do you want me to do for you? But remember who he's talking to. He's talking to a blind beggar. So he comes up and he's like, Jesus. And Jesus is like, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind beggar's like, well, I got some seam issues, you know, like, I got no money. But how many know when Jesus asks the question, he's not asking for information, he's giving you revelation. So he says, what do you want me to do for you? And this is what he says, my rabbi, my teacher, my pastor, the blind man says, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. And instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Let me pray this day. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Thank you for your word. And Father, I pray for every single one of us here today. Help us to see what you see. And Father, as we close out this series, this is me. God, I pray today that, Father, I pray almost a Hail Mary, where we begin to grab a hold of how you see us. That, Father, I pray that, that the me we see is the God version. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody shout it. Amen. Amen. Did you know you can have two perfectly good eyes, but you can still be blind? You can have two perfectly good eyes, but you can still be blind? We're about to jump into a series in the summer, but Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this, and I love this. Now, faith, because he said your faith has healed you. So faith is the confidence in what we hope for, the assurance about what we do not, say it, everybody, what we do not see. So you can have two perfectly good eyes, but you can still be blind. But if you have faith, you can see things nobody else can see. And so my prayer is that God gives you a vision for your life. If you're about to hit a tragedy and you go, ah, oh, it's right there. But you know what I see? I see ahead. I see a God who loves me. I see a God who's going to get me through that storm. I can see what God has planned for my life. 
the road to this man's spiritual vision passed through his physical vision. And so we're about to go through a series all summer long called Road Trip. Because how many know life's a trip? But we're going to go on a faith series all summer long. And so how many here, you're, you can be bold enough to say, yo, I need to increase some faith in my life. I need to see things that are unseen. I need God to do a work in my life. So all summer, we're going to be jumping into a road trip series. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a journey called faith. It's going to be a little saying like, are we there yet? Because sometimes it feels that way. Oh, ye of little faith, am I there yet? <laughs> or sometimes if you're a heavenly father, you got kids in the back, you might turn around and say, don't make me come back there. Because there's some life lessons we need to learn. How many know when the gas tank's on E and you're like, I'm fine. I know where it goes. I know when the car actually runs out of gas. And we're going to be talking about burnout and faith during the summer. But we're going to be on an amazing series. But I got to tell you, you can have good vision, but you can't see. You can have good vision, but you can't see. So I'm going to try something. This is my 930. If I don't do this at 11, you know it's not going to work, all right? But uh, there, uh, th uh, later this week, put up the jelly beans for me. Later this week, there's a picture of jelly beans, right? And it was like, look at all those jelly beans. That's amazing. Now, hidden inside the jelly bean is a character from SpongeBob SquarePants, all right? Who lives in the pineapple under the sea. So somebody saw it. Keep looking. Keep looking. I, I don't know what it was. I kept looking. I blew it up on my screen. I put it in Photoshop, and I was inverting colors. I was like, where is this? And the, and the website didn't give the answer. And so I'm looking, where is the SpongeBob character? Where is he? I'm looking all over. So raise your hand if you cannot see it. You cannot see it. Raise your hand if you cannot see it. Anyone else? You can't see it. You can't see it at all. Anyone else? Can't see it. Can I borrow you real quick? Can you come on up here? You can't see it. Come on up here real quick. Give it up for Richard. I do see it. You do see it? All right, sit back down. Anyone else not see it? Anyone else not see it? Can I call somebody up here? Because now you're really nervous, huh? Nicole, can't see it? Come on up here real quick. Run up here, Nicole. Give it up for Nicole. Some of you are like, I see it. I don't believe you. All right, so there it is. It's in there somewhere. So turn this way and then close your eyes for a minute. Pop that other slide back up. The other one. Yes. Now put it back. Now put it back. Get rid of it. There we go. Now look at it. So we got to find... The character. Where is the character? So on the count of three, stay in your seats, but everyone help Nicole. Ready? One, two, three. Help her. Right there. Help her. Help Nicole. Help her. Help her. Don't you see it? Come on, Nicole. This ain't worship time. I got... <laughs> she doesn't see it. It's right there, Nicole. You see it? You ready? You ready? Oh. Give it up for Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Now, let me tell you this. My wife, I saw my wife this week. I was like, I got a really good illustration. She was like, he's right there. I was like, Dave! <laughs> now, let me tell you this. There's, there's one half, approximately one half of this room, you saw it right away, right? You saw it right away. Some of you are like, it's right there, right? The, the other half of the room, you're going, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. Can he just hurry up with this illustration? Can he move on in this sermon? I like, there's a bunch of jelly beans. I do not care, right? And the reason why it was so frustrating, because once we all saw it where it was, we couldn't unsee it. 
We couldn't unsee it. And get a little frustrating too. We were like, it's right there. And even Nicole was like, right here, right here somewhere. And sometimes that's what faith is. We can see, but we're still blind. We could see, but we're still blind. That this is significant because they had both eyes, but they're still blind. So who are they? This, this really blew my mind this week. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. This is what it says. Then they reached Jericho. Now this is significant because throughout the story, we're talking about a blind man who was blind physically, and God gave him healing. God touched his eyes, and he was able to instantly see again. How many know God does miracles in this house in Jesus' name? But he was physically healed, but Jesus did it because he wanted to show those that were spiritually blind. Those that were spiritually blind. So just a chapter earlier, it says this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 35, it says this. Then James and John, so this is who they are. Then they came to Jericho. So it was James and John, they were sons. They came to him, teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Wow, huh? We want you, they're like walking with Jesus. It's been, it's been a couple years. It's been like two years or maybe three. And, and they said, Jesus, hey, we want you to do whatever we ask. And the teacher said, Jesus said, what? do you want me to do for you? It's the very same question that he asked the blind beggar. But here's what he's doing, is Jesus is be able to show them an illustration of what it's like to have sight, but to still be blind. What it is to be looking at the wrong thing and not the right thing. And I love this, because the disciples, they wanted, they wanted a hookup. There's some folks in this place, you like hookups, don't you? You're like, somebody hook me up. Praise God. And that's what the disciples were doing. And this says this. They said, you know what? This is what we want. God, will you give us anything we ask? And he says, what do you want for, for me? What do you want from me? And they said, we want, to be, we want to be able to sit on the left and the right hand of you that we want to have that position and we want to have that authority. And Jesus says, you know what? Uh, you know what? Jesus said this, for even the Son of Man, he did not come to be served, but to serve. Jesus said there's other authorities. They can, they can lord their authority over others. They can say, hey, I'm above you and I, I'm better than you. But Jesus said, not so with us. For the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus takes them. He rebukes them and says, no, we are to serve people. Then he goes and begins to serve somebody who's blind. But the blind man actually had the correct vision of what God wanted for his life. That when we have the, the vision or the, the eyesight of what Jesus has, we can't help but serve people. We can't help but to say, you know what? I didn't come to be served. I'm not here for position or authority, but I'm here to serve people. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I am saved. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. So come along with me on this journey because I want you to know that you're saved and you're redeemed and you're a child of God. That's a lot of spitting going on right there. That is a good word for today because even you could have two good eyes, but you can't see. Raise your hand if you've ever been in your house and you lost power. Like power went out. Raise your hand if you ever, right? That's a lot of us, right? One time, you know, like the house goes out, the power's off, and the smartest person in my house who knows everything, who knows how to drive and how to get to places and knows how things work, will all of a sudden be like, turn the lights on, you know? I'm like, get these lights going. What happens when you're in the dark? 
You're fumbling around. You try to figure out where things are. Raise your hand if you got like flashlight. You got like a Y2K kit somewhere, all right? You're like, yes, power's off. And you get your flashlight out. None of us are like that, right? And we're like, where's the flashlight? We get our iPhone lights out. We're trying to figure it out. We're stumbling in the dark. We're stumbling in the dark. I believe many of us, their lights have gone out in our life. Maybe a tragedy happened, boom, lights are out. Maybe things didn't go as well as, 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 maybe things didn't go as well as you planned them to go, boom, lights are out. Now we're in the dark, now we're frustrated, now we're confused. Have you ever noticed that clubs are dark? Maybe because if you turn on the lights, you might not like what you see. Come on, somebody, I'm going to go back, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'll go back. I'll go back. <laughs> turn the lights on, they go, ah! I used to, um, Open up a church very early in the morning. It was pitch black, and there's an older building. And it seemed, seemed like every single time I went to open up, I'd go in, turn the alarm on, and then you had to cut through the main auditorium. And chairs were always moved around in a different fashion. And I would go in, boop, 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 turn the alarm off, go through, and I'm like, I know there's a chair, and it's always right there, but it's always in a different place. Every time I go through the auditorium, and it's pitch black, you can't see nothing, just little exit signs. And so I go in there, and I'll be like, don't hit the chair. Okay, the chair's right there. And I was like, boom, I hit the chair. Why? But how many know, when you lose your ability to see, you increase your need. When you lose your ability to see, you, in, you increase your need. Because there's a blind man on the side of the road, and because he was blind, he was unable to work. Because he was blind, he was unable to make money. And so he was begging on the side of the road. He had great need because he couldn't see. He was begging for money. He was begging for stuff. But listen to me, I have really had a revelation this week. The enemy has no problem with you begging for stuff as long as you don't beg for God. The enemy has no problem you begging for stuff as long as you're not begging for God. Because I don't think anyone said, shut up, but he said, got money, got change, I need a hookup, I need something here in my life. And they're like, that's fine, yeah, here's a little bit. But then he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They said, shut up, be quiet, stay blind, stay in your state. And I'm here to tell you today, God, please open up my eyes so I can see what you see. So I can see what you see. So here's two things that make us blind today. Number one, write this down. You know what makes us blind today is busyness. It's busyness. I hate it. When you're talking to somebody and they're so busy, they got a lot going on in their mind, and you guys are like making eye contact, and you're like, yeah, you know, here's my story. And they're like, uh-huh. And they're looking beyond you, and you're like, right here, pal, all right? Lock on to these babies, you know what I mean? And they're looking around. How many know I'm talking about? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Is there somebody else I can talk to? Now, that doesn't happen to me, okay? <laughs> but sometimes we're so busy that we become blind to our surroundings. How many know when your child's watching TV and you're like, hey, listen to me, son? He's like, yeah, Dad, what's up? Going around you. <laughs> right here. I believe our busyness will cause us to become blind. I don't know if you've ever driven somewhere. And when you get to that destination, you realize, I don't know how I got here. It's called highway hypnosis. Where you're driving, you're like, did I just kill somebody on the way here? Like, how did I get here? I don't even remember driving. Like, and this is like, like, no drugs, okay? And you're like, what happened here? Like, this is some good diet coke. I don't know what occurred. But it's called highway hypnosis. 
where you're driving somewhere, but either your mind is too busy or you're simply bored, that you begin to kind of hypnotize yourself and you'll be able to get to your destination being unaware of what's going on. And for so many of us, we're on this journey called faith, but we have highway hypnosis. We're blind. We're busy. And I'm here to tell you, God has more for your life. God is saying, hey, there's a lot of great things going on around you, but I want to bring clarity to your life. I want you to know who I am. I want you to find freedom in Christ Jesus. I want you to discover your purpose so you can make a difference, not for authority, but so that you can serve others. But sometimes we get too busy. I'm guilty of this as a pastor. I mean, we're a church plant. I got to get going. I got to keep moving around. And we're just busy. We're just busy. How many know we live in a selfie gener uh, generation? I bought this little puppy. Maybe I bought it just for the sermon. Maybe not. But how many know in the selfie generation, you don't even need somebody to take your dang picture anymore, right? My favorite thing is when someone goes, hey, can you, can you, can you take a picture? And you're like, sure. And you think you're going to be in it, and they hand you the camera. You're like, oh, I see what it's like. But now we don't even need anybody because we are a selfie generation. I don't know how the lighting is. Say, what's up, people? I'm old. Hey, here we go. What's up, people? Here we go. Did I get this side? Other side ready? Babe, smile, babe. Babe, babe. But we live in a selfie generation. The reason why I say that, because the problem is if we're just too busy looking at our screens, the only view I see is me. The only view I see is me. And so many times we're just walking around. That's a handsome dude right there. We're just walking around we're saying, man, I need to, I, need, I, I am busy looking for likes. I am busy looking for the little hearts on my profile. I am busy and I am unable to see all that is around me. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody and they're like, oh, this is so cool. And they run into something and you're stumbling around. Why? Because if you can't see, you increase your need. I can't see who I am in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I'm going to find another need. I'm going to find another way to feed me. We've got to be careful of that busyness. We've got to be careful of going through life saying, you know what? It, you know what? It's all about me. I need to make sure that you see me. God wants you to change. And here's the blind man. He's saying, you, does anyone have change? The problem is that we want God to change when it's us that needs to change. So number two is competing voices. Number one is busyness, but number two is competing voices. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. There's some things we need to do to get rid of those competing voices. I want you to write this down. Every single morning, before you go digital, go scriptural. Before you go digital, Go scriptural, because I just called some of you out right there. Nobody amen me on that one. Why not? Because when you wake up in the morning, you're like, God, thank you for this day. Facebook. Social media. And we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. We say, you know what? Today, I'm going to go scriptural before I go digital in my life. I'm going to drown out any competing voices 
in my life. I love this message on, on Sunday, Pastor. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to download the message, and I'm going to listen to it again on Tuesday. I don't know if you ever had leftovers. There's some places that are nasty, like Chinese food leftovers. Uh-uh, all right? But there's some places where you, 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 you put it in your fridge, it's better the second time around, like cake, right? now. That's what it is. It should be a leftover that tastes better the first time because you're catching things. You have a better voice in your head. Not just my voice, thankfully. There's other preachers, other podcasts out there. But we have to be able to, to avoid any competing voices. So Robert, bring us out here real quick. I got one more illustration. And why, why the illustration? You got jelly beans. You got social media. Because I want this to connect today. I want you to walk out of here today and go, wow, I heard it for five weeks, but now I see it. I see what God is doing in my life. And so I need some people real quick. I'm just going to call up some people real quick. So can I call you up real quick, Richard? I'm going to give you a second chance. All right. Can I call up Miguel? Can I borrow you, Miguel, real quick? My man, can I borrow uh, Robert? Can you want to come up here real quick? Come on up here real quick. Now bring my ladder. Just set it up here real quick. And here's what I want to do. Uh, Rachel, can I borrow you, Rachel? Can you come on up here? All right, because you guys look very nice. Can I borrow you? And uh, maybe David. David, can I borrow you real quick? Now I want you to kind of make a circle around this ladder real quick, but then face me. Get a circle and then face me around this ladder. Now here's what takes place. We have a lot of competing voices in our life. We have a lot of relationships. We have social media. We have people at work. We have individuals that we do life with. And as we begin to have competing voices, remember, faith comes by hearing. And so if I have faith of things that are unseen, I need to check the voices in my life. And so I want everyone, can you guys just start talking? Can you just be like, how, how are you? Just keep talking. But talk to me. Talk to me, all right? Talk to me. So here's all these competing voices. It's getting loud. It's getting crazy. But when you begin to see what God sees, because right now I'm blind. There's all kinds. You're not talking. Come on. Right now, I am blind. It's a good word, isn't it? But right now, I'm blind. But when I begin to see what Jesus sees, I begin to take a step. I want you to see that. Keep talking. Keep talking. All right? Tell me how good looking I am. Come on, somebody. Tell me to be quiet. All right? And you say, you know what? I can still hear the voices, but I can see what God's doing in my life. So I'm going to take another step. And well, here's what's happening is I'm getting above the competing voices. But listen to me, as we grow closer to Jesus, as we get closer to the King of Kings, as I begin to see clearly, I'm not above them, I'm still below them. Because as you get a bird's eye view, you say, you know what, you're a very negative person, but I know now why you're a negative person, because you need Christ in your life. I'm going to serve you so that you know that you're saved, so you know that you're redeemed. But when you have this... When you have this view, you know what happens? We don't go, I'm a better Christian than you. <laughs> I went to all four steps to grow tracks. <laughs> That's not what happens. Here's what happens. You say, you know what? I have this bird's eye view. I can see what others can't see. I have a better perspective, but that doesn't make me better. That means, you know what? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve, and now I'm going to minister. Now I'm going to be able to bless. I'm going to make a difference in other people's lives. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Go Knights, go Knights. Thank you guys, thank you. Give it up for our phenomenal, phenomenal crowd, amazing crowd. But here's the encouragement I want to bring you today. For many of you here at Avenue Church, you found God, you begin to know God. Maybe you're at, a, you know, in a different season in your life. Maybe it was years ago. 
is you said, man, I remember my spiritual journey with Christ. But I want to encourage you today, every single one of us, we're just a step. Maybe you're on this rung, maybe you're up here, maybe you're in different uh, varieties of ladders. But maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I'm taking a step and I'm growing in my relationship with Christ, but now uh, I, I messed up. Or maybe I, I screwed up. For so many times we think, as we begin to grow in our relationship with Christ, we, we beat ourselves up, but when we go down the ladder, but I'm, God's saying, no, 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 no. God said, call him here, take, throw your cloak, Get up and come to me. And so God is saying, you may be blind. You may be begging. You may have some issues. But I'm here to tell you, come to me and take your step. Take your step. That's all that he wants is you to draw closer to him. But I want you to also notice that there is a season in your life. If I had somebody right next to me and I said, hey, come, come on up here. Let, grab a hold of me and I'm going to bring you up this ladder. You know who would win if we had a tugging contest? If I were to pull somebody up, but they were to pull me down, what's easier? It's easier to be pulled down. And that's why we have to be aware of the competing voices all around us. It doesn't mean I have a stain from you. Get out of my life. But there is a season where we say, I need to get a little healthy first. But you know what? God loves you. God has a plan for your life. I love this shirt. This shirt says, I am saved. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. But here are all these squiggly lines. David got this design, and we put it together. And what I love about these squiggly lines is that I was like, that's pretty cool. What's this all about? You know what these lines are? The lines represents a storm system. When all the voices in your life come, and it feels like a storm, it's a hurricane. The words are on top of the storm system. Right? Because sometimes when you know who you are, you get above the storm. And you say, no, I am saved. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. The storm is here, but I'm going to get through that storm in Jesus' name. Give me a minute as I come down this really big ladder. But we need to go to the next level. That as we get higher, we see clearer. Now listen to me, church. People can be good to you, but they're not good for you. We've got to begin to ask God, what are the right voices I need in my life? That when you get closer to him, you can't help but to serve people. You know, at Avenue Church, we have so many people on our A-team that are taking different steps. And no matter what step they're on, every Sunday they come and they serve. Every Sunday they said, you know what, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. I want to get my seat up for somebody who needs to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I need to give up my seat to somebody Maybe you're blind, and maybe we just forget. I'm not condemning you if we can't see what God sees. That's all of us. We're all on this journey to say, God, help me to see what you see, that I am saved, that I am, a, I am redeemed, and I am a child of God. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing. He was showing his disciples, boys, that's not what it's about. This is what it's all about, helping those to be healed, Helping those to make a difference in your life. And here's my last point as I close. is throw it off. It's throw it off. That as we conclude our series, what a fun series. Thank you, movie, right? Thank you, greatest showman. But I saw this portion of scripture, and God spoke to me saying, it's time for our church to throw some things off. It's time for our church to say enough is enough. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, but I'm going to throw it off. And the Bible says, Bartimaeus threw his coat 
he jumped up and he came to Jesus. He threw his coat, he jumped up, and he came to Jesus. And you know the reason why that's powerful is because back in those days, I never knew this, but back in those days, coats were a symbol. Coats are what beggars use for comfort. Coats are what beggars use to shelter them. But also the government would come and they would certify beggars back in those days. They would say, okay, okay, you clearly can't see. Okay, you clearly can't work. So we're going to give you a certifiable cloak. Here is a certified coat. So when people walk by, they say, oh, okay, he is legitimate. I can legitimately give him some money. I can legitimately give him some change. But something changed when Jesus passed on by. There comes a moment in your life where you're so sick and tired and you're saying, no, 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 no. I'm wearing this coat. This coat represents that I am a beggar. This coat represents that I am blind. This coat has labeled me and I'm wearing it gladly. Not only am I wearing it, but I'm comfortable with it. And I'm here to tell you, can we throw that off? Can we say, you know what? This was, uh, this was identified to me. Some of us, we feel like our identity, our identity is certified, but it's not bonafide. That you're here today and you say, you know what? I've been labeled. I have been uh, certified as this is who you are, but I'm tired of being that way. I'm tired of going back. I'm tired of listening to the competing voices. I'm tired of just begging for materialistic things. I want to ask God today, God, can I throw it off and can I get up and can I make my way to Jesus? Can I make my way so I can see what he sees? Because instead of me begging, I'm going to serve. I'm going to throw it off and I'm going to cast it off. And I'm here to tell you, Avenue Church is a safe place for you to try that. It's a safe place every Sunday, whether it's here at this worship experience in Growth Track, in the lobby, in a group. It is a safe place to say, God, I throw it off. God, I throw it off. And I'm going to get up. And today is the day. Today is the day in Jesus' Nay, cast your burdens on Jesus, for he cares for you. You know, if he never spoke up, he never would have got his miracle. He never got his miracle. Not the first time, the second time. Jesus, I'm right here. They said, be quiet. We're in church. This is weird. Quiet. But he got louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want to encourage you today. Will you be louder than the storm that's going on in your life? Will you be louder than the identity that's been placed on you? As we walk away from this series to say, you know what? I am saved. Man, I am redeemed, and I am a child of God. Can I pray with you today? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to pray with you today. I want to believe for God to do some amazing things in your life, in your heart. I pray today that our eyes be able to see what God sees. So Father, I ask you today for every single person in this place, help us to see not just our identity in Christ, but help us to see how much you love us. Help us to see that you're passing by us today. Now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we're saved by grace through faith. That today 
it's time to see that Father in your word it says if we're not ashamed of God that he's not ashamed of us that if we're here today we say God I, I throw it all off today I've been blind I've been busy I've been listening to the wrong voices but I'm here today to say I'm going to take a step I'm going to take a step whether it be growth track whether it be giving your heart to Jesus joining a group getting involved Maybe it's even coming every Sunday because some of those competing voices are winning on a weekly basis. But if you're here today, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You say, God, be Lord of my life. God, help me to see. And Jesus is saying today, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you. So if you're here today with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want everybody to lift your voice today and repeat after me. Say, Jesus, you're the only one who can save me. I cannot do this by myself. I need you in every area of my life. I place my faith in you. I give you my pain, my heartache, my failure. But God, I know that I'm not too far. I know I haven't done too much that your mercy can't find me. Right now, today, I throw it all off. Today, I give you everything. Say, today, give me vision over my life. Help me to see what you see in me, in Jesus' name. Say, I am saved. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give God a praise. Stand with me, please.